Welcome to the Student of the Game Fire Podcast with your host, Danny B. Today's guest is Tyler Evans, eight years of career and volunteer experience, currently a captain for Athens Fire Department in East Tennessee, creator of the Citizens Firemen, where he discusses important topics within the fire service, such as physical fitness, leadership, the individuals we are here to serve, and training. Even though Tyler is a young captain, his mindset aligns with many of the fire service greats who came before him. With that, I present Mr. Tyler Evans. Tyler Evans, I'm uh, been in the fire service about eight years. It was something that I was interested in as a kid. I remember the department that I work for now actually coming and doing fire prevention throughout my years in elementary school and done a lot of fun activities with them. I actually got to go do a job shadowing event as a small kid with one of the previous chiefs before a lot of things came down in the modern fire service where they actually put us in turnout gear and let us extinguish the fire with an extinguisher out in the parking lot. And they only let a couple of kids do that. And I was one of the ones that got selected for it. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I probably talked about it for years after that. Man, got into high school, actually got into a little bit of trouble there for uh, getting into some fights, got put on juvenile probation. And the probation officer that I had was actually a fire chief from a local town nearby to us. And I had community service hours to be done. And he invited me to come do them at his fire hall. Once I got there, I got around the firemen. I was a little bit older, probably 15, 16 at the time. It was something that I really, really got intrigued with, uh, just seeing the camaraderie that they had together and obviously all the neat equipment, watching them go out on alarms. And he convinced me to go join a volunteer department local to me uh, through their Explore program, and it kind of took off from there. Uh, You know, I got in as an Explorer, actually got to run some calls myself, and decided that that was what I wanted to make my life out of. Okay. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Started out young. I'm telling you, uh, when, whenever you hear like how it was back in the day and you think about today, that same thing happening, those same practices, shit, man. You'd have so many people being uh, charged with uh, neglect or whatever. It's crazy how, how um, times have changed for sure when it comes to like what you were able to do back then to what you could do now. Oh, absolutely. You know, if we took a kid today and put them in turnout gear, put a fire extinguisher in their hand for a live fire evolution during fire prevention, the station phones would be blowing up with parents calling after the day was <laughs> Oh, man. It's just, it's awesome. It's awesome to hear how, how it was. And, you know, just, it's just interesting. But, um, so, uh, you're with Athens Fire Department. You are a career captain. Tell us a little bit about um, Athens itself, for those that don't know. Athens is a smaller to medium-sized city. Uh, we've been behind manpower-wise for as long as I've been alive. We currently run two stations, which entails a battalion chief and two engine companies per shift, a staffing of three on the engines. We're hoping to add our first aerial unit that's going to be staffed. We have a lighter now that just kind of sits in the bay off duty, can pick it up if need be, because we really rely on all calls and callbacks for work and fire events or any kind of major emergencies. Um, But, you know, it comes with working in that small department, too. It kind of comes with some advantages and disadvantages. You know, obviously, as I just said, the the manpower we get put far behind with that seems to be something that countrywide a lot of smaller departments like to neglect. They forget about. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's a really close knit department. You know, the chief knows everybody all the way down to the last new hire. If I pick up a shift and go work with somebody else, I know everybody that I work with. Right. We uh we actually just picked up running medical back. It was either. 2019 or 2020 for the longest time anytime we would go to a class or go take a commission test we were always known as hey that's the career guys that don't have to run medical and back then we were probably only running six seven eight hundred calls a year but now we've upped that to over two thousand just by picking up a first response program wow yeah that's uh and when how long ago did you guys uh implement that 
I believe it was 2019. If not 19, it was early 2020. Before then, we were only running medical calls at the uh, request of the EMS units. Okay. Wow. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a big culture shock, you know, for 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 some going from anywhere between six and eight hundred calls to over two thousand. I mean that that is a big shock to the system. Absolutely, and just overnight, and especially for us to throw that in there right before, as soon as COVID came into the mix, it took a lot of people that had been there for a long time, a lot of adjusting to, to get used to what, to everybody else, was already the 21st century fire service, but to us, we were we were far behind. We hadn't picked up on that yet, so it was a culture shock to a lot of people. Yeah, I bet, I bet. Um what uh what do you normally get on on a possible house fire within your area that for us we would be our battalion two engines and then everything else would either be mutual aid from volunteer departments that surround us mm-hmm. or we would uh, request a working fire dispatch which would call in any available off-duty to respond our quint from the main station or any other additional units okay all right and you said both engine companies are assigned with three a shift what's your minimum staffing two uh for one engine we can only have one person off on the entire shift out of a shift of seven it would make our minimal staffing of having six on shift total in the city wow Wow. So uh, only one person allowed off per shift. Yes. Unless it's somebody calls out sick or uh, obviously they're allowed to shift swap, things of that sort. Mm-hmm. But just day to day taking vacations, uh, things of that nature. It's one at a time. Mm. Uh, another department that has to do more with less. You know, it seems to be the trend, man. It's 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 amazing how. You know, 2023, we're about to be going on 2024. We still, or there's still jurisdictions within this country that, that are riding short, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, it seems like one of those things that us as firemen, we understand, you know, we see the behind the scenes every day, but coming from municipalities or even county governments, wherever you may be, it's not something that, that they may see as an issue because we're, us in these smaller departments, we're left to pick up the slack. We're expected to do the same kind of jobs that the biggest in the country are, but with less, and the job still gets accomplished. So a lot of municipalities really, to me, don't see it as an issue. Right, right, because, you know, most fire departments will handle what they can handle and, and, and you know, give it their all until, or the word but, something happens, and then it's, a, okay, we need to look at doing it differently. But, yeah, it's astounding. Astounding for sure. Um, what is the culture like within the four walls of your department uh, with you being a company officer? To me, the culture really varies shift to shift and company to company. We've got some that they may they may hold personal values to their company or to their shift as a whole differently than their relief coming in tomorrow does. But for the most part, I would say that we would have what I would call a motivator that I could think of on every company that's there, whether that be the captain, the engineer, or even the firefighter, that they're the go-getter. They're the one that wants to get up. They want to train. They want to make themselves and their department better. And I think that whether it be them or the people around them, they're apt to follow them. So, I mean, we've got a, we've got a great culture in our department. It's really stepped up. We went through a chief change back a few years ago, got a pretty young career fire chief that came from our department, came up through the ranks. So he understands us a lot better than how I feel most chiefs would. Mm-hmm. And we're, for the most part, we're allowed to, we're allowed to be firemen. We just got a new training facility that opened up this month. It's the first that our city's ever had. So that's helped us a lot. That's been a major change going from, you know, bay talks and pulling equipment out and doing what we could to the opportunities are endless now. And right. the people have really took to it and they're taking advantage of it. And I love to see it. Okay. Um, a question for you. With you being a company officer, uh, let's just say your crew 
didn't have the type of drive that you want, how would you go about changing that? For me, it's all about example. You know, as the company officer, yeah, you you're the one wearing the bugles on your chest. You're the one that can set the set the path for the day and make them do practically whatever within your department's policies allows you to do. But if they see that you're motivated to come to work and you're motivated to do better as a fireman yourself and to do better for your department, because to me, that's, that's a big one too. You know, we, we worry more about ourselves as individuals than we do about the team as a whole. But when they start to see that just from experience, because I was that firefighter at one point to where I started to kind of fall into the job and I just wanted to come in from eight to eight and collect a paycheck. And Mm -hmm. I, I had officers and people around me that I looked up to and I was like, Hey, you know, he's made it to this point in his career and this is his attitude about it. So maybe I need to fall in track and I need to start working in his footsteps. Okay. And I like, I like how you stated, you know, we're all, we're all victim to at some point in our career of just, uh, I want to say sitting in a complacency chair, you know what I mean? You come into work, you just, you, you, you do your normal duties and you know, there's either something changes or you read something or you talk to an individual where it, it snaps you out of that mindset. Um, so it, it is nice to hear you, you being very humble about, um, you know, there was a point in your career where, where, you know, you, you were complacent. Absolutely. And, you know, to me, it's not always the officer that's there that's, pulling them out of that either uh you know, i'm a real big believer in your informal leaders in the firehouse but that could be a firefighter up to engineer captain battalion chief anybody mm-hmm. but especially those more veteran firefighters and your more veteran drivers you know sometimes those those people got more pull than than the officers do they're the ones that's there they're setting the tone setting the mood for the day and finding those informal leaders you know they can they can push you in the right direction really fast. And I was lucky enough to have one of those as a partner whenever I was a rookie firefighter. So he really stepped up and helped me a lot. Okay. Um, what keeps you personally invested to stay positive and loving this job? Because, you know, we all know it's, it's, it's not always sunshine and rainbows every day. Uh, absolutely not. Uh, number one for me has always been family and that be my family here at home. And friends as well. Uh, as I said earlier, you know, one of the benefits of a smaller department is I know everybody that I work with. Uh, a lot of us are friends outside of work. My current driver, uh, we actually joined the fire service together. We were best friends in high school. So being able to have those close relationships with those people around you. Aside from that, you know, just growing personally, especially as a young officer in a young department trying to set those next milestones and reach out for them and trying to influence others. If, you know, we just got done talking about keeping people motivated, things like that, you know, seeing that, seeing growth in the other people around me, that, that really makes me want to stay invested myself too, because, you know, if if I fall off, how's that going to affect them? Right. Right. And uh, uh, we all heard the other reason, the the little one in the background. I mean, you know, family's important. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, that's what I built my family around. I actually met my wife through uh, through our volunteer departments back years ago. So it's it's always been a huge key role in our lives. OK. All right. Um, w- with that being said, uh, you are the creator of the Citizens Firemen. Uh, I always like to ask um, individuals, how did that come about? What sparked that that? idea or notion that you were going to do something to change the service that was one of the ways that i thought to keep myself invested and motivated as well um as i said you know influencing others and trying to keep myself involved and not just here in my own little world in east tennessee being able to network with other people Uh, we do company level inspections where i work at and coming from a fire prevention standpoint of it, you know, it's a big thing for fire inspectors. They love to preach networking, networking. They go to these conferences. They talk to people about, hey, what's going on in your jurisdiction? And it's not something that we see as much in the suppression side, but I believe that we should. So being able to 
deal more with the fire service on my off days, taking maybe just a little tidbit of information that helped me passing along, whether it be one, two to hundreds, thousands of people that it may help them, but also getting to make those connections, meet people, uh, people that stick out to me, you know, Caleb from black flag has helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Shane Bentley with bears of the oath, you know, one of the, in my opinion, one of the most influential men in the fire service I've gotten the chance to meet. And with the page, you know, it's helped me, it's helped me communicate a lot more, make a lot, a lot of new networking connections with other people outside of those four walls of the firehouse. Yeah. Uh, Caleb is definitely, uh, he's something else, man. He's, he's definitely a, uh, I think he will go very far into the fire service field um, with what he's doing as far as training and uh, letting others get the opportunity to come train, get better at this job. And then Shane Bentley, I mean, yeah, there's no words to describe Shane Bentley. He's just, he's one of a kind, the most down to earth, humble human being you'll ever meet. I mean, yeah, that's, uh, that that was one of the things that got me really bought back into the fire service. The first time that I went to a bears class, I went to Dalton, Georgia to their uh, engine truck conference Mm -hmm. and got down there thought that everything was going just fine in my career. Uh, I was a driver at the time had kind of felt complacent to being a fireman and really got humbled the first day of class. And it made me want to, step my game up as far as I could and become a student again. Yeah. It, it, that, you know, what you said there, that is a testament because like as firemen, whenever you don't go to outside training, you know, you think you're good. And I'm not saying that you aren't, but you have, you have this notion in your head, like, Hey, you know, I'm a pretty decent fireman until you step outside your comfort zone and you attend a class and you either fail at a scenario or you just, you know, you figure out like, damn, I'm not as good as I thought I was. Because that's the thing with, and and that comes with complacency, because if you don't get outside of your department and you, you know, most of the time your departments, they try to change things up, but they hit the same sort of objective every year until you decide to go outside where they do things differently. And that's when you'll see that is the test to see if you're really who if you, if you're, if you think you're really good at this job. Absolutely. And that was one of the things I come back from that class and started to talk to some of my coworkers about. And, you know, people start asking, Hey, what'd you do? Uh, What all did you go over? started telling them, like, you know, it's pretty much fundamental firefighter skills. You know, we took the things that you you learned in an academy wherever you went through, and we we beat them to death. And, you know, I got questioned by some people of, well, you know, if this is all stuff that we're learning in the academy, then why why should we travel to go to go beat a dead horse? Yeah. And yeah. you know, I believe that you know, some of the companies, some of these training groups like Bears of the Oath or even Black Flag, you know, the, there's a million of them out there. They have things that they can offer to you that state academies or even department academies, they can't. Yeah, no, absolutely. They can't. I mean, you, you can only most departments can only do so much within their budget and their jurisdiction. So that's why to me, it's very imperative for other individuals to go outside to these conferences try and and I'm not saying travel far and wide spend a, a ton of money but try to find a conference that's within one to three hours and take the advantage take the time to go learn something different because there's things there's gems there's little nuggets you can pick up that you can bring back to your department to either spread the word, but hey, if 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 your department's not receptive on it, at least keep it for yourself and teach your crews or anybody that's willing to listen to you. Absolutely, because those that do pick up on it, you know, you said your your crew. If you bring it back and just the people within your house on your company pick up on it, it's going to show. 
you know, they show up on that next job, the work and the effort that they've put in to be open-minded and to set the reps and make themselves better. They're going to be the ones that are out there, all stars on the fire ground showing out. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Definitely. Definitely. And I want to take back to what you said um, regarding the Academy, because it, it sparked a, a thought in my head. I saw not yesterday, the day before, Fit, Fight, and Fortitude had the perfect quote up that should resound with anybody listening. And that was, graduating the academy shouldn't be your greatest accomplishment. And that was so damn spot on. So many people will go through, uh, you know, certain certain municipalities, jurisdictions, uh, their academies could be anywhere from, hell, 30 days to six to eight months. And if you're in that longer span of an academy and you finally make it where it was brutal, they put you through rigorous training, runs, workouts, whatever they, they do, live burns, and you make it, once you once you accomplish that goal, that shouldn't be it for you. And I thought that was very profound, that message. Absolutely. You know, no, nothing says that that can't be a milestone on your way, but you know, you should look at that and tell yourself, you know, if I made it through this and I pushed myself this far, there's always a next step ahead. Mm -hmm. To me, you know, there's there's no stop sign on your ladder of achievements in the power service. Yeah. Now, the, the only stop sign would be the ones that you place there, you know? If, if you have goals to aspire to be lieutenant, driver, company officer, you got to take the time in, you got to put in the reps, um, I personally believe you should you should also take each rank and learn from it. Like, don't be so quick to promote. Like, actually learn the functions of that individual respective role before moving on to the next. Because that way, you will have a notion in your mind of what exactly that job entails. A hundred percent, and that's a you know that's a fine line for us where I work because we're a very young department. Uh, we went through a lot of changeover just in the time that I've worked there, we, you know, where it went from the point to where we've had stages where people are begging to get hired. And we've had stages where when I got hired, we were, we were sending people to their state live burn just to put them on a truck. And that was unheard of for us. But we've had people who've had no option but to promote, there's nobody else left to spill, right. fill the job. Right. So every day that you get to come in and you get to ride in the seat that you're riding, you know, that's, that's an opportunity. You know, don't take a single shift, a single minute on the job for granted because, you know, sometimes the fire service is going to put you in situations that you may not think that you're ready for yourself. Right. Yeah. And, you know, uh, point to example, Caleb's, introduction to the fire service um when i interviewed him and he was telling me what his first structure fire was man if that if that doesn't open up people's eyes i'm not sure what will well we uh you know, we've got a few battalion chiefs and some company officers left with some tenure in our department and i mean what once those once those men are gone, the the loss that it'll take to us when it comes to just years of service is mm -hmm. tremendous. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know, I've been with the city for coming up on six years now, and I'm sitting in the company officer spot if that tells you how young we are. Yeah. I mean, but it's no fault to your own. It's growing pains, you know? There's what do you do? I mean, it, it, if you're an individual where you work at a department that's growing so fast that the experience is on the lower end. I mean, do you pass up the opportunity for promotion? Um, and that's why sometimes I see a lot of departments will open up certain positions to the outside because it's maybe, maybe the chief officers there realize, Hey, nothing against my guys, but you know, we need some, some, some people with more time on. Absolutely. Uh, I actually saw that probably a couple of years ago was the first time I saw a posting for a department down in Georgia that was hiring for it was around 10 or 12 captains oh yeah i know you're talking about i'm out hell i'll say just in case I, that way i keep you out of trouble i think you're talking about roswell i believe so 
Yeah, I, I saw the and same that, thing. That was one of the first postings I'd ever seen like that. And right. that was one of my thoughts is like, you know, sitting there coming from someone who's in a young department, like what kind of growing pains are they going through themselves that we're reaching out for these positions from lateral hires from different departments? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so some will, some will see, see that and, you know, automatically assume, oh, damn, that, that means like, you know, either nobody put in for it within that department or the chiefs don't have any trust in them. No, that's not, that's not what it, what it, what it is. You know, there's always, there's always a story behind a motive. And I mean, like, seriously, if you're a chief officer out there and you have a department that is super young, but you need a good company officer, what do you do in that situation? Do you promote somebody that's only been on a year or two and go, all right, uh, we're going to, you're going to take this test and you, and if they pass it, you know, however you do your promotional uh, assessments and give it to a young, I don't know, let's just say a 24 year old company officer. I mean, that's a lot of responsibility. Absolutely. It is. And we've, uh, you know, we've ran into some, just me that I've seen where we've gotten young company officers and I, I like to laugh and joke about it, but aside from my battalion chief, the, Two oldest on my shift are the firefighters on both trucks. Both of them, uh, one came from a different side of emergency services. He came over from law enforcement. He'd been a volunteer firefighter for many years, uh, but decided he wanted to make a career change. And then the other one actually moved down to Tennessee. He'd been a career firefighter in Michigan and looking as their company officers, you know, myself and my co-captain, uh, that's a growing pain for us. And yeah. with them, vice versa, like we have to have a very good working relationship together and have a good understanding because, you know, they've, they've lived a lot more life than I have, more than he has. And they come into work and they're, we're who they have to trust. Like we're trying to get their buy-in behind us and behind our company. And as, as a young officer, it's a, it can be a challenge. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. And just think about it. Uh, on the other end, if the, if the firefighter is older than the company officer by, you know, a, a decent amount of time, how is that being able to know, okay, I got to take orders from this individual who might not have my life experiences. Absolutely. And that, you know, that was one of the things that, that I thought about, whenever uh whenever we got our new company assignments when I got promoted and it's it's really been all about building the relationship with each other of not just captain the firefighter but you know just on a firefighter level you know take the bugles out of the picture uh, mm-hmm. one of the biggest things that we like to hold true kind of a tradition to us in our department is you know when we sit down at the kitchen table the bugles come off you know that's our time when we sit down at supper that's our time to, you know, get your feelings out. If we've got disagreements or different opinions on things, that's where we can sit down man to man and talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it, it should be done. I mean, cause if you, if you don't have a time on shift where you can do that, that just festers and leads to more trouble with the crews. And I commend you for doing that because we have some company officers that, you know, out in this field that they won't approach it like that. It's, I have the bugles. This is how it's going to be. And, you know, that's, that's, that's no way to be, you know, you should should be very receptive and open, have a, I mean, there there should be a time and a place where the firefighter or the individual who has an issue with the officer, you know, there's always a time and a place for that. But if you, if you let it be known, like you have an open door policy where, Hey, you know, either a keyword or all right, when it's dinner time, Hey, uh, you know, the, these bugles are coming off and you guys can talk to me, you know, not as your captain. I mean, that's, 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 that's profound for sure. And I'll, we've got a really great working relationship, not just on our company, but on our shift too. So we don't really run into any kind of problems day to day where between officers to firefighters or engineers, it's, it's pretty well open. I mean, we know when we step out the door on a run that we've got jobs expected of every one of our positions and they get handled. 
if we've got something that comes up, you know, we didn't pull the right line. Uh, maybe I think that you could have forced this door a different way or we should have attacked this extrication from a different angle. We don't have to treat that and come in there and start tooting. I'm the officer. You know, this is my company. This is how I want it ran. We don't have those kind of problems. And, you know, one of the biggest things that we've tried to instill in ourselves is just because for my company is I may be the company officer, but that doesn't make that my engine. Mm -hmm. Like we're, you both could get in your cars and drive home today and I'm left here useless. What am I, what am I without everybody else on this truck? Right. So we've got to find what works best for our department, for our citizens and for the three of us. Can't argue with anything you said there. I mean, yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's an awesome mindset to have as a company officer. Um, what are your ultimate goals, whether short-term or long-term? Uh, right now, I'm working on getting some job requirements. I actually just got back from incident safety officer over at the State Fire Academy in Middle Tennessee. But aside from getting my job requirements to keep my job is really just growing in it. I don't have any any real wants to go anywhere else right now. Uh, the next position above captain in our department is battalion chief and as young as I am, that's not really a position that entices me all that much. So just spending the years growing as a young officer, uh, meeting new people, networking, growing as an instructor, uh, the training side of the fire service has always been something that's really intrigued me a lot, especially with us having our new facility now and getting the opportunity to go teach some other places. Uh, actually, the conference that you came down to in Tennessee, I believe, last month or the month before, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Caleb invited me to come over and teach with them at Black Flag. I had a blast with that. So growing as an officer and as an instructor is really the two things on my plate for the fire service right now. Okay. Um, and uh, what's a specific topic that you, that you love to teach? I think that my shift's getting tired of me wanting to uh, go over BES with them. I could tell you that. <laughs> It uh, <laughs> seems like every time that we talk about wanting to go out and run through company drills or put something together, that's always the first thing that comes to my mind. Uh, I love search. Yeah, I've always uh, I've always been intrigued by the the truck work side of the fire service. And coming from a department that doesn't have a staff truck, you know, we're engines that are pretty well expected to do it all. Mm -hmm. But you know, those things like forcible entry and ventilation, search, those are those are my go-tos. It's, it's what catches my attention the most. You know, I've scrolled through social media and I see somebody's put something out about those topics. It's an instant stop. Like it got, it, it grabs me. So okay. a lot of, a lot of that kind of stuff. And, you know, still digging into uh, some of our engine, engine tactics too. Cause like I said, our department, it's not something I can leave in the dust and just forget about. Right, right. Um, are you in your chief's ear about trying to get that ladder truck staffed? And if so, are you like, hey, and I know the perfect officer to ride that unit? We're uh, we're still hoping. We actually just got done talking in the in our officers meeting today about getting that truck on the road and staffed, but we're still not sure what the staffing is going to look like when it comes. Uh, I believe if it does get staffed this year, it's going to be a two-man truck and we're going to try to add to it later on okay. but we don't know exactly or at least i don't know what those positions are going to be off the bat but i would i would go to great lengths to try to get over onto that truck as an officer yeah that would, <laughs> that would make my fire service dreams come true for sure i got you um in your opinion what key elements or factors are needed to make a good firefighter regardless of rank that everybody likes to talk about that. It's a phrase we like to use a lot when we talk about our new recruits or rookie firefighters. But, you know, as your question said, regardless of rank, uh, for me as a company officer, you know, the more I can sit back and listen, listen to what's going on around me, what the crew's talking about, that helps me better understand them, better understand our challenges on the job. Uh, you know, we talked earlier about the informal leaders, especially a big one. For the new guys coming in, 
and for newly promoted officers. If you can find people, you know, I think that they can they can push you a long ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless of how high you go, never forgetting where you came from. That's you know, a big one. To, it's easy to fall back into it the day you get promoted to driver or to officer and look down at the firefighter's position and think that you're a lot better than that. But remembering your first day that you stepped into the firehouse and all the feelings, the emotions that you had putting your gear on the truck the first time, how scared you were meeting the crew, going on your first run, and and remembering, hey, you know, at some point I was that guy. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, the last one I can really think of is not taking criticism from someone you wouldn't go to for advice. Uh, everybody's got an opinion. Seems like we've all got a lot of opinions on the fire service about every topic out there. But, you know, if it's not somebody that I can go sit down and talk to and expect them to help me with something that I've got going on, then their opinion about whatever whatever they're putting it out there about probably doesn't mean all that much to me. Yeah. Yeah. If, if we had more people that, that you know, but think that through, I think the fire service would be a lot better because yeah, everybody has opinions, man. And you know, it, I mean, that's fine. That's what, that's what, that's what America's founded on opinions, but don't let, don't let that person, you know, if, if, if it's an opinion that you don't agree on, you know, just process the thought, listen to what the individual has to say and, you know, go about your day. If, if, you know, I, I kind of go back to the whole thing where uh, I like to say, if you don't have, anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. I, I start, I, I, you know, I started like here recently. That's, that's what I'm doing. Instead of just like arguing back and forth with an individual, I'm just, just not going to say anything and just move on about my, about my day. Absolutely. And, you know, when it comes to criticism, you know, there's so many different ways you can take it and you really got to look at why is that person giving their input? Mm-hmm. You know, is it because of jealousy is it because they're actually trying to build you up They They've been in this situation before. And, you know, that's another advantage that I said that comes with a department my size is you, you really get to know people, you know, their intent and you know, the people that, that you can really, really put your work behind. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, what would you say to a hungry, eager, motivated firefighter who feels like they're sur- being surrounded by a, either lazy department or crew. Uh, I've I've personally seen that before where you've got you've got that person that they wants to get up, they want to get better at, at their job, they want to be better for their department, for their citizens, and it seems like the company's holding them back. You know, they'd rather rather spend their time in the afternoon holding the recliner down, fighting gravity. <laughs> <laughs> then they would be going out and making themselves better. And, you know, that kind of gets back to those training groups like uh, Bears of Oath, Black Flag, a lot of these conferences, things like that. You know, it, it blew my mind whenever I went to the Bears conference and got the networking with other firefighters. And they're like, yeah, you know, I, I'm on vacation right now. I paid for this out of my pocket. And you know, I'm blessed to come from a department to where, you know, I can go to the deputy chief and the fire chief. Like, hey, you know, this is I found this. Uh, I would really be interested in going to it. And they're like, hey, you know, if, if there's money in the budget for it, we're sending you. But find, finding those kind of classes where you can get out, you can learn in that field away from the academy, away from your own department. I think that that can really help. And, you know, we just got done talking about the criticism. Uh, you know, I feel like that those can kind of relate back to each other too. You know, they see you start working, you're trying to make yourselves look better, and they're scared it's going to make them look bad. Mm-hmm. And that jealousy is going to come out, and they're going to try to drag you down. Mm-hmm. And they may try pointing you in the wrong path. But, you know, as we said, knowing their intent, you know, are they trying to give you advice because you're making them look bad, or are they actually trying to make you better? Right. And then right. sometimes, you know, I think departments just, they've got cultures that some firemen just don't mix with. And knowing that just because that may be where you started out at, it's not the end of the road. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you it can get to a point to where you may just have to cut ties. You, know, you may 
like, hey, you know, I, I really wish that we would would push ourselves like those guys 30 minutes down the road do. And you can try to instill that culture in your company or in your department. And, I mean, it's not always going to buy one. And if that right. drags you down, you know, it's – to me, I would rather – if I was in a position like that, I would rather start fresh and be somewhere where I was happy knowing that I had people riding the truck with me that had the same thoughts and mindset as me than to spend my career getting drugged down by others. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I look at it as if you have the mindset of you want to be good at this job, you're a go-getter, and the individual you have riding with you in the back is the total opposite. I mean, you know, how much trust can you put in that individual when you get that structure fire, you know? Like, that's a – I feel like it's one of those things we kind of let – I feel like it's 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 one of those things where certain departments might be a little too laxed on it. But like that individual that you're riding with, they need to have your back. You need to be able to count on them that they can do their job. Because it's one thing about the fire services, you have to be very you have to be a very quick thinker. You have to be able to think off the fly within seconds, depending on the situation that you're in. And I want people to to kind of think about like the person that is riding in the back of me, do are do they have that skill? Do they possess that skill set to do that? Because I feel like that's one of the things that it's kind of like unspoken about. Especially for company officers, like you being a company officer, if you know, hey, you know, unfortunately, you're in a situation where you have to ride three. All right, the guy that's in the back is not about the job and you're en route to a working fire I mean, that's got to put some some thoughts in your head, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, you don't you don't want the person that riding your coattail, living off of what you're trying to get done. You know, it's it's about being like minded. Everybody putting in the same amount of work. You know, me looking in the back seat and being like, "Hey, you know, I don't know what we're about to pull up on, but I think we've got a damn good shot at it." Mm-hmm. Versus being scared to death as soon as the alarm goes off just because your company's held together with shoestring <laughs> i mean it's 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 serious it's one of those things you know I, and i'm sure i'm not the only one and I'm, I'm not a company officer but i mean i know i look at it where whatever if i'm going to a certain a diff, if i'm working at a different station if i'm assigned time out and i have to go somewhere else to ride I mean, I know I always look at the our our app that we use for our personnel and just look at, you know, who I'm riding with. If 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 I'm riding with anybody at all, because sometimes it could be just me. But you know, that's one of those things, you know, we we have to have faith in each other because like honestly, this is a no nonsense type of profession that we're in. And I just, you know, like I stated before, I just feel like that sometimes that notion isn't hit hard enough absolutely and you know uh, there's a lot of departments my size uh around where i'm at and talking to people from some of these departments and i think that our department's probably had a few that's came through it before Mm -hmm. as well but they see it as an easy way out you know it's a job that i can work 10 days a month at and 99% 99% of the time, I'm going to go into work, eat three good meals, go to sleep, and catch up on my TV episodes. <laughs> and you know, that's, that's not the kind of people that I want riding my truck. Like, I want the guy to go up to work in the morning, and, you know, the night before they came in, when they laid down to go to sleep, they were thinking about the job that we might catch tomorrow. Right. Like, they're coming in with the right mindset. They're treating the job right. They're leaving it better than they found it. Like those are the kind of people that I want have my back, the ones I want riding the seat behind me. No, absolutely, absolutely. And the, the only reason why I laughed is because I I don't want people to think like we're meant if you work either of twenty four or forty eight or whatever schedule you work, we're not saying that you need to be gung ho going at it if you work at twenty four or twenty two hours out of your day. Like no, but take the time and do some training do some sort of company activity together. And then once everything is all 
good, done, tidied up, stations clean, trucks good, you know your equipment's good, ready for that next call. You know, after dinner or whatnot, yeah, sure. You know, you can sit in a recliner if you have recliners or sit in the the wooden furniture that, my God, it's built like a tank and it's not as comfortable. But, you know, you can enjoy the, the time that you're at the firehouse, but don't look at it as, oh, yeah, as soon as I get there, like you said, the three meals, I can catch up on this. I can I can work on this. I can uh, uh, look at the books on my side business, you know. You, you have to put the fire service first. Absolutely. You know, it, I mean, we, we all know there's benefits that come along with being a career firefighter that, that aren't in your employee packet the first day you come on the job. And some of those are some of the benefits of it, but it shouldn't mm -hmm. be your number one priority when you come into work. Absolutely. You know, that should be a reward after a, a good job well done all day. Absolutely. You know, we went out, we've hit it hard. We've done something good for ourselves. Now let's go back and be like, all right, yeah, this is this is part of the job that's nice. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be we come in, we half-ass our truck check in the morning, and now we're going to go grab breakfast and go take a nap. Right. Like, yeah, no, totally agree, totally agree. Uh, in your opinion, what do you think, or what's one thing you think the American Fire Service can improve on? I don't think that we'll ever get back to it uh, fully coming from uh, what I would think is as a municipality or as how chief officers would look at it. But we've, we've took away the aspect of blue collarness from the fire service. Uh, being a firefighter, you look back, uh, you know, one of the most renowned departments in the world, the FDNY, look back at them back in the war days. Um, I mean, being a firefighter was all about blue collar. I mean, that, that's how the job was. And now today you see departments and not saying there's anything necessarily wrong with it, but, you know, you got to have a college degree just to get in the doors. <laughs> yeah. Where you got to be a paramedic before you can get on a truck out of the academy. And we're not worried about being a firefighter anymore. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that stepping out of our bounds is a bad thing coming from a department. So we spoke about that's just recently in the last few years stepped into the medical world. Uh, you know, to, we're we're running less fires. We've got to justify our existence somehow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we we are the only agency that handles fires. That is mm -hmm. that's why we were founded. That's our bread and butter. And we shouldn't put that on the back burner for things like medical or for college education and fire prevention, because we can fire, fire prevention to death. And it's a great thing that we've done. It works. We've shown that by putting ourselves out of fires and coming from the inspection side of things, you know, if a fire that we prevented from ever happening, you know, whether we like it riding the engine or not, Hey, we still did our job, right? but they're still going to happen. And we forget a lot about being a firefighter. We forget about those fundamental firefighter skills. Uh, whenever we talked about the uh, the Bears class, you know, I said I really got humbled that first day because I thought that it was all stuff that I was well proficient on. And it was something that I wasn't training on. Oh, my, I've forgotten what it's like to be a firefighter. And I feel like you, we see that a lot in the American Fire Service. We're worried more about everything else than just simply doing the reason why we were founded. Yep. I'll use the word preaching there. I mean that you know it's it's in our it's in the it's in the name, fire department, or some have fire EMS. However you look at it, fire's always first yes ems is, is is an essential part like you said fires are down in most jurisdictions most areas so yes we have to we have to be able to show the reasoning why we need to be here and i mean the way i look at it is my bread and butter like and th this might kind of come off sounding wrong but the only two things i care about the only two two things i train on in my career is fire and EMS. That's it. I don't care about anything else. Yes, it's good to know some of these other specialties, but to me, that's not my bread and butter because I know my jurisdiction. So 
fire EMS. That that's 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 what I practice on religiously. Um, well, nothing wrong with that at all. You know, and I've I've had this conversation uh, with other firefighters before. Uh, whenever I was still the training officer of my volunteer department, you know, we were really lacking on having people train to be firemen, but have people sending emails, making phone calls all day asking, hey, can I go to a grain bin rescue class? <laughs> and then get upset when I tell them no. I'm like, well, first of all, are you a rope rescue technician? Like, no. Well, you already can't go. But why do you want to go to this anyways? You don't even have any potential for it in your area. Why don't you worry about being a firefighter first? Yeah. Don't worry about trying to scratch the surface on the endless topics that the fire service has dig deeper into the one that you just scratched the surface on don't skip on to the next one mm-hmm. you know, dig into it make yourself proficient with it like know what your community needs look around your jurisdiction your district and find out what your target areas are find out what you you know the calls that you're running you know you're not just going to wake up overnight and in the middle of a retirement community there'd be a grain silo i like it i like it i do i mean because it you know sometimes you're you're right like they'll put in for something that's like we don't even have this in our jurisdiction i know but it looks cool and, and like i said i'm not i'm not trying to poke any shade towards you know any individual that wants to take us some sort of specialty class that's fine but remember it's it's all, it's about the basics the basics first. Absolutely. Um, Our department, the training officers, company officers that are sending these people's names up on the list to go to these classes, like I should be proficient or I should feel that you're proficient in your day-to-day job as a firefighter before you ever need to worry about any kind of specialty. Facts. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Tyler, is there anything else you want to, let the listeners know. Um, I know we kind of talked about your 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 Instagram page. So um, yeah, if you want, this is your what I call the shameless plug, man. So if if anybody wants to reach out to you, um, how, how would they do that? <clears throat> uh, you said the Instagram page, uh, the Citizen Fireman. I've not been as active on there making posts here lately, but I still check anything that anybody sends me. Been responding back to people, communicating, networking. Just kind of been slacking on reaching out with our own posts, going to classes and things like that. Uh, but between there, uh, find me on Facebook as well. You know, anybody that wants to talk about the job or wants to reach out, shoot me something that you thought was interesting. Hey, you know, I'd probably be just as intrigued to read it or learn about it as you were. So, as I said, networking's my number one thing. I love to meet new people from all across the country, and I'm here for it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you heard it from the man himself. Uh, Tyler, I appreciate it, man. Um, thank you for taking the time out of your day uh, to do this. Um, yeah, this was this was a, a good chat, man. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me here. Yes, sir. If any of the listeners out there are or know of a great firefighter who embodies the principles of being a great communicator, goal-oriented, hardworking, humble, passionate, and professional, regardless of rank, career, or volunteer, contact me at student of the game fire podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, stay focused, stay committed, and stay safe.